Hello and welcome to the Kent Voices podcast with me, your host, Charlie Gurr. Today is a chaplaincy special, so without further ado, let's get on with the podcast. Okay, so we're joined by the Reverend Dr. Stephen Laird and you are the lead chaplain uh, on the Canterbury campus. Hello, thanks for coming on. That's all right. Nice to talk to you. No worries. Okay, so firstly, what does your role involve? Well, as you can imagine, our campus, both at Canterbury and the Medway Canterbury, the student body is very diverse in terms of culture and nationality. And also many of them have a religious faith. And the chaplaincy is primarily here to serve both individuals and uh, groups of people with different world faiths. Although we also do a lot of work with anyone from across the campus, anyone that we're able to to help. Okay, so those wanting to perhaps find out more um, or attend some sessions, where would they need to look uh, for that? Right, so I'll tell you about how you can access chaplaincy. And that means obviously accessing me or members of the team personally and individually, or accessing the, uh, the faith groups or particular events. Now, we publicize ourselves in a variety of ways. We have a, uh, a website presence, www.kent.ac.uk forward slash chaplaincy. There's also an Instagram account, but we make use of things like notice boards around the campus as well. And uh, I think there are also some special uh, promotional ways of finding out about us, like tea towels in student kitchens. And hopefully one way or another, that will help people understand not just what we do, but how to get in touch with us about the things that we're doing and the things that people might want to get involved with events uh, have you held in the past and perhaps what ones are you planning to hold in the future too? Well uh, of course we are quite a diverse team. There are chaplains serving the main Christian denominations like Anglican, Catholic, Reformed traditions as well as chaplains who look after uh, students who may have one or other of the the major world faiths like Islam, Judaism, um, Buddhism, and so on. And each chaplain, with in cooperation with a student group, lays on a series of events. Usually most of these events take place during term time, and particularly in the autumn term, because of course that's when people arrive on campus and they're looking for groups to join and they're looking for, for friends and people that they feel comfortable with. And Typically, for example, from my point of view, in the autumn term, we have a regular Sunday social called Chatty Sundays, which is uh, an afternoon tea time social. We organise a special trip around the cathedral with hospitality. There are also day trips by coach and things that are simple and straightforward and very accessible, like video or rather DVD movie and pizza nights and um, and those are the 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 dvd and pizza nights are, are held on the canterbury campus and uh, another set and series of events is held on the medway campus 
So that's just that's just talking about what I do in my particular role. But in fact, other chaplains will also be organizing um, parallel events. And sometimes some of the events are things that we share. So there may be some students that uh, are joining or perhaps um, continuing on at the University of Kent that haven't perhaps uh, pursued or explored uh, religion before. Um, so would you still recommend some of the services and events to them too? Yeah, I, I think there are two things to say. First of all, our more popular events, and I'm thinking particularly about the coach trips, the day trips by coach, uh, people come on those uh, regardless of any faith group or religious affiliation. They come on the trips because they want to come on the trips, and we're very, very happy that that, that happens. And it's the same, with, I think, with the Chatty Sundays social. It's something to do on campus on a Sunday afternoon, which can otherwise be quite quiet. But I think the other thing to say is that the chaplains you'll find around the campus, they're experienced working in a student environment and also know the campus and the services that are on offer there very well. So we can be quite a useful point of contact for a, a quick answer to a, a quick question or, or sometimes a quick chat about something that may be an issue that people are are worried about so we're we're around to be approached either in person or by email or some other some other method of communication but we're certainly here for everybody so you mentioned about sort of trips that uh, coach trips what trips have been uh, been held so far and what trips do you have uh, perhaps have planned in for the future well we try to do one or two trips per term and just to give you some examples of things we've done recently. One we've always done early in the year is to Bodium Castle, which is a, a, a sort of typical English ruin fairy tale castle with a moat and towers. So to Bodium Castle, which is about an hour's drive away from the Canterbury campus. And then Rye. Rye is a little town which is situated on the coast in what is actually East Sussex. And it's the kind of place which you sometimes see on calendars or biscuit tins. It's a very pretty, typical little English town. And people enjoy, enjoy that trip, which usually involves a picnic lunch as well. And other destinations include the historic university cities of Oxford and Cambridge, because, of course, they're very well known internationally. And certainly we find students from Europe and overseas are very very keen to do a visit to both Oxford and Cambridge and we organise those subsequently uh, in the spring and summer terms. And there's another trip we do which is an overnighter to a place called Aylesford Priory and that's in, in Kent and that's for a smaller group and I call Aylesford Priory the Hogwarts of East Kent because it's a, an attractive historic place to stay. Um, maybe to call it Hogwarts is a bit of an exaggeration, but it's certainly a very characterful and enjoyable place to be for a day and a night and to relax with, with a, a smaller group of students. So that's just a flavour of some of the trips that we run. So are these trips, um, the students, pay for these trips into a fund? How, how does that work in terms of? Um, we, the, the, we, we run them at cost, so we don't make profit from them. And um, we when we advertise them, we indicate 
people that they can buy their seats on the trip through the university's online store. And the, the typical cost for a day trip may be 15 or 16 pounds. So it's, 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 um, it's, it's really not, not expensive at all. It has to be said, some of the students we've had in past years have said that the, the day trips they came on with us were actually the most memorable days they had in the whole of their time at Kent University, which is something we're really, really pleased about. And just to emphasize, they are open to absolutely everybody. And would you say these trips and um, the events in general um, that you put on are, are good ways of sort of socialising and, and making new friends, particularly with um, also university life? It can be difficult sometimes to, to socialise, particularly coming out of the pandemic as well. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're right, Charlie. And I think with, um, traditionally with uh, um, chaplaincies and faith groups at, at universities has been a really good way for people to make to make friends. Because I think our um, a lot of our events are very much that that's a neutral space, and the things we do, like DVD and pizza nights and chatty Sundays, they're they're socials, and the, but they're socials that are hosted by chaplains. So we're we're always there to to you know to serve the tea, make sure everybody's talking, make sure the whole thing is good and happy. So it is it is quite a good environment which is maybe a little bit easier in some respects than some other aspects of student life where um, socializing or partying can be quite a heavy scene. Okay that's great Stephen have you got anything else you wanted to add on before we finish? Yeah yes I think the one last thing I wanted to say was that um, we do have certain spaces on campus you know um, venues rooms where where some of our events take place and on the um, it, on the Canterbury campus, we've got Elliot College Chapel, and that's on the lower ground floor of Elliot College, and that is used by various Christian groups throughout the week. But it's it's also it's not just used for prayer and worship; it's also used for social events, and it is equipped in that way with sofas and and we you know there's a kitchenette and and that so we can do. Um, and there's a there's a, a big screen television as well. So we do quite a lot of our smaller scale events in Elliot College Chapel. There is also a um, a prayer room which is particularly popular with Buddhist and Muslim students who need to find a quiet place to go, perhaps along by by themselves during the day. Currently, that's located in Rutherford College Cloisters. But that may actually move um, in the autumn. So watch this space. And if you're a Medway student or if you go to Medway, there is a faith space in the, the Pilkington building. And that's quite well signposted. And, um, and you'll be able to find that there. So as well as the events that are put on and the, and the trips too, I'm right in saying they're also societies that people can join uh, for different sort of religious beliefs as well yeah yes there are there there are two ways of accessing um uh, student societies which are faith societies one one way is through the chaplaincy because each of the chaplains and as i said the chaplains represent various christian and religious traditions whether it's um Ang anglican pentecostal catholic or um, Jewish, Buddhist or Muslim, you can access 
groups through the chaplains, but Kent Union also supports a number of um, student-led um, faith societies, which which are which don't come immediately under the under the auspices of the chaplains, but are still there, and many of those are are quite active. So it's definitely also looking at the Students' Union website to see there the, the, the full range of um, faith groups and religious societies, including the ones that are student-run, as opposed to being part of the university chaplaincy. Now let's hear from Lynn and Eisty from the Medway campus. Uh, my name is Lynn Martin, and I am the Medway campus chaplain. Uh, I've been in that role for five years, and it's quite a unique role because I work across all three universities uh, at the Medway campus. So Kent, obviously, but University of Greenwich and Christchurch Canterbury as well. Hi, uh, my name is Aister, and I'm currently a member of staff University of Kent. I'm a doctor in your science and I've been studying in Medway campus since 2013. So I was with the University of Greenwich before um, and I've known Lynn in her role as a chaplain and as a helper on campus for the last nine years. Okay, so I guess first of all, what is the role of a chaplain? What do you do on a day-to-day -day basis and um, how, where can people find you? People, uh, my, I have an office in the Pilkington building uh, on the lower level of the Medway campus. Um, so that's Pilkington uh, 003. And it's right opposite our multi-faith faith space on campus. Um, what does my day-to-day -day look like? It looks very, very different every single day. Uh, I'm involved in all sorts of activities, regular activities, one-off activities. Um, I'm involved in a lot of pastoral care, so I meet with students one-to-one uh, -one, uh, just to help them, maybe through some difficult times, help, uh, help guide and direct them. So um, where you can find me, hopefully in my office at times, and my door is often open, uh, but you'll also find me doing activities all around the campus. Um, but I usually post what I'm doing outside my door. So hopefully people can find me easier. So what is a chaplain then? So I think the word chaplain is quite a dated term. I often ask international students, do you know what that word means? And they usually say, I have never heard it before. Um, many uh, British students might just go, well, that's something to do with faith but I don't know what type of thing. Historically, chaplains are people of faith uh, and, and certainly historically in the UK would be Christians. I'm a Christian myself. Um, the overarching role, I think, of a chaplain is about caring for people and for um, being there to care and support people. Um, but it's also quite broad in the sense that I think a chaplaincy job description often takes the shape of the gifts and the personality of the person that are doing it. 
So my role as chaplain might look quite different on a day-to-day basis to um, some of the other chaplains that are involved in Kent or Greenwich or Christchurch. Um, So I see my role as threefold. Uh, One is about welcome and community uh, activities, helping to bring people together. Uh, Secondly, it's about pastoral care and well-being. So being there for students in those difficult times. And um, I've learned that being a student at university can get very, very stressful. Um, And thirdly, faith provision. So helping students of any faith find the right place to worship, but also um, maybe being there to give some faith advice to people, pray for those people that want that kind of support. Okay, so Eisty, you mentioned about knowing Lynn for a number of years. How have you made use of the events and um, the facilities that are available at Kent in terms of chaplaincy? I would say I was very regular in everything that Lynn does. So she organises table talk. Um, It's been happening since I joined the university. It's a weekly event where we would meet. And I think one of the main purposes for me was to meet other people because unlike other main campuses, Medway campus sometimes feels quite isolated. A lot of students are commuting. So even if you go to the classes, you will not necessarily meet your classmates. So having someone, having a place where you can meet others was really important for me and Tabletop was that place. Um, So we would meet new people, uh, would learn more about each other about other cultures, would be improving our English vocabularies and also relaxing from the studies. Um, then there's a World Cafe. Um, so it's a weekly event on campus where we used to play games and have teas, coffees and cakes. Now we just downsides to the drinks and some snacks for the social distancing reasons. So again, it's just a nice way to catch up and just escape between your lectures for a few minutes to meet some friends. Lynn also organizes Bring and Share. So it's a weekend event where we would all cook something, try to bring cultural dishes, and then we come share the meal together and spend time, which helps again to relax at the end of the week and get to know other cultures better. Uh, Also, bowling nights, it all helps to get to know each other better and just to have more fun time at university. So obviously COVID would have had an effect on the events that have, that have been held uh, over the last couple of years. Are the, what are the plans for the year to come? Are there hopefully going to be some events that wouldn't necessarily have been possible previously? Yes, certainly we, uh, we, we've been spending a lot of time kind of uh, thinking about this new academic year coming. Uh, Even this past year, although many students, many more students have been on campus, it's still been quite an odd uh, year. Um, Certainly hope to reintroduce some of our trips. Um, We'll be doing a a day trip to Rochester right at the very beginning of term. Uh, And we put together a quiz trail so students can go in little groups and explore some of the history and some of the beauty of Rochester for a day. The other main uh, change we're hoping to do is to really reintroduce 
table talk as a face-to-face -face event. Um, obviously through lockdown, we transitioned to Zoom. That worked very, very well for a season, um, even allowed some of our alumni students who were uh, far and wide, some of them in their home countries, to join us for the evening. But Table Talk works best as a face-to-face -face, uh, event. And so um, that will hopefully be reintroduced on a Thursday evening. Uh, watch this space in regards venue, um, but we're hoping to find an appropriate venue that is easy for students to access. Um, and just highly recommend um, students coming to that to, as Eisty said, find a place of community. Um, there's lots of loneliness on campus. Sometimes it can be busy, but you can feel quite lonely. And for internationals who are away from their home culture, away from their families, um, you know, finding community is really important. But in the process, we really try to show the students, teach the students something about British culture, but also um, a very open uh, environment and forum in which they can learn about other, culture, other cultures and really improve their own cross-cultural skills and understanding. So is Table Talk available to all students? Table Talk is, I guess, was created with internationals in mind. However, we have really, really valued um, some British students that have come along to that because we think that um, it's good for for internationals to make those close friendships um, across other cultures. It helps them to understand the younger element of British culture. I'm not the younger element, I'm the older element. And I think for British students as well, it, could, it can really open their minds and um, open their understanding of other cultures. And I firmly believe that, that through Table Talk, people will learn life skills and um, skills that really genuinely will aid their employability in the future. So for students that are perhaps wanting to find out more, not quite sure what event they want to go and whether they're a person of faith or not, uh, where would you direct them in terms of making that first step? I try to put a lot of uh, kind of advertising around campus. So I'm in the process of uh, updating uh, my contact details and, you know, getting posters on boards all around campus with my face so that people can identify who I am. We have a Facebook page, so you can find us on Medway Campus Chaplaincy on Facebook. Uh, we have a student blog. It's not kind of part of our advertising as such, but we, um, uh, I do a, a, a YouTube channel. Um, where monthly I do a little kind of thought or a little reflection. Um, that YouTube channel is just simply called Take 10 with Lynn. Um, so people could subscribe to that. Um, as far as activities are concerned, uh, the two best things to do are one, to, to follow us on Facebook 
um, because everything goes on there, uh, but also um, to just make contact with me and um, I can add them to a regular mailing. Um, so they can contact me simply at Medway Campus Chaplain at gre.ac.uk. And although that's a Greenwich email, that is my main, identified as my main email address. You can also follow them on Instagram and their username is at Unikent Chaplaincy. Okay, so what is there in terms of paper vision uh, across, across campus then? So as I mentioned earlier, we have a multi-faith uh, faith space, uh, which is in Pilkington. It's room PK039. Uh, that is open to students of all faiths. And we ask that uh, people use that in a respectful manner. Um, that is quite naturally uh, busy at times with uh, our Islamic students. Um, but it is genuinely open to all faiths and we ask people to take advantage of that space. I'm around personally for, um, you know, pastoral or faith uh, council. If people are looking for a place of worship, whether that is a uh, mosque or a church or gurdwara, um, I have details and can help point people in the right direction. Uh, but one new project we hope to get off the ground uh, in Medway is going to be a slightly smaller version of uh, what happens in Canterbury Cathedral. Um, it's an event called Sacred Space, and it will be primarily for Christian students who are uh, away from their place of worship, maybe haven't been able to find a church locally or have not um, plugged into one of the faith societies on campus. Again, we're not 100% sure yet where sacred space will happen. Um, but the idea behind it is a once a month kind of quality afternoon for students, uh, uh, Christian students to come together, uh, share a meal together, look at the Bible, look at some uh, issues of faith that are maybe uh, pertinent to them during their time of study. And again, to give them a place of, uh, of a faith community that they can belong to. So um, any uh, existing or new Christian students that would like to take uh, advantage of that or know a little bit more um, can make contact with me. I would love to hear from them. Yes, I actually wanted to add for anyone who might be afraid maybe to approach a chaplaincy, thinking it's all about the faith, is that Lynn is really approachable. She's always there. She gives really good hugs if anyone needs a mood lift. Um, she'll help you with any issues you have or just to listen for any happy moments that you want to share with. So don't worry if you have faith or if you have no faith. It's just go and see her and get cheered up with her smile and big hugs. So just one other thing that I wanted to tell you about is uh, a sustainability project that we run uh, called Bargain Corner. Um, I don't know if Eisty remembers, but uh, it was her that actually gave it the name, 
bargain corner. We used to call it um, bric-a-brac, but bric-a-brac was not translatable into other languages. And when I took the role of Medway Campus Chaplain, and we were kind of re, uh, reinventing uh, the wheels a little bit, um, it got called our bargain corner. It's a really successful and highly valued sustainability project and was created initially because we have a number of international students who come and not prepared for British weather. And I put a call out uh, amongst staff and amongst local uh, church contacts for hats and scarves and gloves and coats and jumpers. And um, we sell those items at absolutely minimal cost. Uh, all of that money gets fed directly back into activities for students that's run by chaplaincy. The bargain corner kind of grew and snowballed and we now uh, sell bedding and household items. So any students that are leaving university, uh, we will happily take anything that you have that is still of use, um, that might be still in good condition for, uh, for new students coming. And obviously for new students, um, we can save you a lot of money and in the process uh, prevent a lot of stuff just going to landfill. So it is a win-win project. The opening hours of the bargain corner can be a little erratic because I'm reliant on my own hours of availability and um, maybe on volunteer students. The bargain corner is primarily a Medway project. I'm not sure about the campus at Canterbury. In some respects, there's no reason why something similar couldn't happen and not necessarily run by chaplaincy, but um, by student union or uh, one of the student societies. But the bargain corner itself is, is, was originally and still is a primarily a Medway event. Sorry, I just wanted to add about the bargain corner said in the Canterbury campus. So I saw at the University of Kent in the Parkwood side where there's co-op, I'm not sure if you're aware of it. I saw a sign for the household items. So maybe they're collecting them now. So it might be worth checking if there's anything available. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for on this episode of the Kent Voices podcast. This podcast was brought to you by Student Services at the University of Kent. Services.